Perfect. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Haywire Podcast, where we sit down, drink, and discuss anything and everything. Oh, that was an improvisation. That, that went pretty well. <laughs> that went pretty well, indeed. We're keeping it, we're keeping it. How are you doing today, Mr. London? I messed up, it's Mr. Leon. Yes, uh, I'm doing fine, Vegas. How about you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Saturday afternoon, you know? Um, it's pretty chill out there. Exactly, it's pretty chill. Mm. It's, it's good. Um, weekend outlook you know yeah what's your what what, what drinks are you having in your hand right there i'm intrigued it just seems really fucked up how everyone i'm the only one having drinks lately and now i feel bad but i want to get this this beer thing going so today uh again guys remember none of these beers that i always drink are sponsored um <laughs> please sponsor us <laughs> so vegas can get an endless supply of his assorted beer uh this one is a uh, four pines brewing company it's called an indian summer ale it's a uh, 4.2 alcohol 4.2 percent it does yeah. have fancy packaging it is it is pretty fancy and it feels the can feels really good as well i'm not sturdy yeah it's sturdy i know you guys like this so Oh, that sound. Mmm. I always love the sound of like opening beer, like like a beer can. Oh. Like. How this does it is taste? fruity. Yeah, try it. Really fruity. Really, really fruity. Mmm. Oh. It's like um, citrusy. Yeah. It's like a, the aftertaste. It's like really, really like... A little bit of lemon. Taste a bunch of shit, you know. A little bit of orange. Yeah. Hint spice. It's really good. I don't know. Like I just enjoy like beer, but it has so much um, carbs in it, <laughs> and it makes me feel bloated every time I finish consuming a can. So like I'm like I'm I'm, I'm refraining it from it for now, but when it comes to my cheat day. You know what it is. You know what it is, man. It is what it it's is. It's so good when you're in such a hot day. And then uh, this is always that always happens when it's a, it's a hot day and I'm going out to for a walk or whatever. It always happens that I, every time I go on a hot day, I see someone on a pub having a beer, like a really cold beer. It's a good excuse to have a cold one. It's and it's so good. Yeah, I don't know. Like my preferred beverage on a hot summer day is always a cold one, like a cold beer. Mm, yeah. No matter what the fuck the type is. Just give me one cold beer, god damn it, that day is good for me. It's so refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Not even like five liters of like ice cold water are gonna be as refreshing as that, you know. Yeah, small exactly. glass of really, really cold beer. I don't know if you guys have been listening to our previous episode, but alcohol is my preferred drug of choice. And it's much better than um, consuming the other types of drugs for me. Hmm, I mean, it depends. Alcohol is can get really messed up. Um, alcohol and cigarettes are probably one of the... I'm not sure, but they're 100% top 10 in the leading causes of death in USA, for example. Really? Yeah. Because there's so many people that die for... Over, look, like, we could die... If, if we were at this age and we drink enough alcohol, we could easily die from an overdose of alcohol. Right. You know? So... Yeah, this is you gotta be careful. You're like, because uh, I know I'm gonna black out after 26 shots. <laughs> I think everyone would. I, like, for all of those who has 
who has been listening from the start, thank you very much. And if you have paid attention to the fact that I collapsed after 26 shots and that only happened once during my birthday, then yeah, like it's, it's like you need to control your alcohol consumption as mm. much as you need to understand how drugs has certain effects on you or some or something yeah, like that that's right and from a personal experience i don't drink anymore because i realized that i'm not capable of controlling my alcohol consumption you know yeah exactly like i've actually really st- i'm having a beer one beer edge podcast because i don't that's 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 only that's as much as i drink nowadays because it's really messed up you know when you get really 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 drunk and you do really stupid shit it's not fun anymore is it hmm. do you think Okay, I'm gonna ask you something. Do you think people who are recovering from um, alcohol addiction or like some something of a similar sense, mm-hmm. do you think when they get prescribed a certain medicine to help them overcome their their addiction, they get worse? Um, look, man. Uh I've got a really sort of, I've got a beef going on. For those who don't know what having a beef means is that uh, in Australia we say I'm having a beef with someone, that means I'm having a fight with it, like I'm having a discussion, having a problem with it. Mm. And uh, I've got a beef with prescriptions. A, a really big beef because most of the prescriptions, painkillers, the really strong painkillers I need prescriptions from, yeah? Yeah, all of those are essentially heroin in different ways. The way it works, Nathan. Oh my god. The way it works, Leon, is that um, heroin, when it goes to your body, uh, it becomes into morphine, and you get the effects of morphine. So you don't get the effects of heroin. Right. Just heroin is a way to produce morphine. See? You see? Okay. And a bunch of these drugs, tramadol, for example, that's a big one, codeine, a bunch of these painkillers, essentially, they give you morphine, so in lesser lesser quantities that it would have been of heroin. However, it's the same thing, they come from opioids. So essentially what you're saying it is that it creates another type of dependency towards drugs after they get prescribed for something that's like a cure for their existing condition. It's really messed up. It's really messed up. And not only this, but a bun- it happens to a bunch of other drugs. For example, uh, people that have ADHD, you know, uh, yeah, ADHD. ADHD. ADHD, that's the way you pronounce it. They get uh, something called dexamphetamines, dexis. People call them like that. Right. And dexis are just one step behind of being methamphetamines. Meth? Yeah. And Dexys are a legal drug that gets prescribed to people. I know people that have Dexys prescribed because they actually have really severe cases of HDA. But surely people who understand like, you know, the chemical components to a certain drug that they're prescribing to their patients, they must have understand like the medical, like the positive medical side of things rather than just, um, you know, you know, like blindlessly pres- prescribing the thing to the patient, you know? The thing is, there's no better alternative for it. And the other, Adderall as well, all of those things are essentially like amphetamines. They're, they're, all of them come from the family of amphetamines. And okay. it's really fucked up. Because, you see, this is, this is what happens in a lot of countries, it happens to a lot of people, and they don't realize what is happening, is that 
you do you go to the doctor you get prescribed a you get you get diagnosed with adhd you right mm -hmm. you get prescribed dexis or adderall which is a the, mo the most common for those right one of the side effects of a dexis and adderall is that you get insomnia from those things regardless whether they are given you're taking it for pressure or for medical uses you will get insomnia as a side effect if you take dexis for a for a long enough time you know even like a week or something like that their chemical composition is really strong on these things right you go to the doctor and be like look i can't sleep now what are you gonna give me and they give you benzos benzos yeah and they give you benzos to go to sleep benzos are addictive as well and benzos come with side effects such as depression such as anxiety and then now you have to go to the doctor and be like man i'm depressed i'm anxious what do i do and they give you another pill. There's so many types of drugs out there. Like, I can only name a few. Like, there, there's the couple of things that I've read about. There are three main types: stimulants, depressants, hallucinogens. Yeah. Um, for stimulants, you got like, obviously the common stuff: cocaine, meth, MDMA, caffeine. Yeah, caffeine, nicotine, um, and cigarettes. Yep. Caffeine, coffee, obviously, Red Bull, mm -hmm. depressants. Um, alcohol, the yep. cannabis, uh, yep. benzodiazepines, yep. benzo for short, heroin, opioids. And opioids is in what is in most of really strong painkillers. Mm. Mm. You see? So it's just like heroin doesn't give you the effect of heroin. Heroin gives you the effects of morphine. Right. You see? Heroin is just a way to for your body to consume and make morphine out of it. Okay, okay you see and it happens the same with all of these opioids that they that the doctors prescribe they give you morphine that the, the ultimate effect of all of these drugs is make you feel that they become morphine in your body essentially okay okay you see when what is the difference between ecstasy and mdma so they're the same thing how they're just different names wait but in the document that I've been reading about, it's there's so much misinformation. Really? Yeah. So MDMA, Molly, and ecstasy—they are the same thing. Okay, okay. They are the same com the same chemical composition of. Um, so essentially, MDMA and ecstasy are both stimulants and hallucinogens. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, and as for hallucinogens, you got cannabis. Obviously, it takes mm -hmm. you to another world, it makes you see different things. <laughs> Um, ecstasy, magic shrooms, ketamine, etc. LSD, uh, DMT. You know, ketamine is, is um, it's really funny because uh, I didn't know about this, but ketamine is what is used in horses. It's a horse anesthetic. Horse anth anesthetics. Yeah, you know, yeah. You if you need to, if you need, if you need to get some anesthesia than a horse, you use ketamine. Really? Yeah, ketamine is a horse drug essentially. I don't know. I don't. And know not only that, that, but all paramedics in Australia, in their in their ambulances, they carry ketamine because if really? yeah, because if you're in a really big like if you pain, if you're in a, like yeah, if you're in a car accident, you're gonna be in a lot of pain, right? The first thing that they give you is ketamine to calm really? you down. Yeah. Fuck's sake! Like, I only know a certain amount, like a certain form of it. Like you know, mm -hmm. I've only been seeing or like not experiencing because i don't i don't smoke i don't consume drugs or anything yeah. just alcohol yeah um but all i know is cocaine meth weed mm -hmm. um and essentially recently um 
you know, ecstasy, LSD, because mm-hmm. I've been watching Netflix shows on it too. Yeah. But I never realized there's so many fucking forms of drugs out there. Yeah. And like, how many people are using it for, you know, for the thrill of it? There is, and there's people that use prescribed drugs for the thrill of it. And really? it's really fucked up, yeah. You know, a bunch of rappers and all of this thing, what they call lean, is just codeine. You're literally just taking codeine. Codeine is, is what is in your cough syrups. Fuck, man. And they, that literally can fuck you up. You know, you can get addicted to it, you can overdose on it. You know, opioids are really messed up, and a bunch of other drugs are, are, are too, and... Um, it just has come to us how there's drugs such as again we don't condone anything here any drug usage yeah at haywire we do not condone consumption of drugs but uh you know you and london were talking before about weed for example and the way weed and yeah how it is like a different drug over the other ones more controlled the thing is with weed there's two chemicals i mean this is a bunch of um, chemistry is going to be talking about but essentially there's a chemical called CBD and there's a chemical that is called THC THC is what makes you high and CBD has crazy healing properties it's an anti-inflammatory it helps with anxiety and it's even good for the skin you know really it is really good and then when you when you're a producer of weed you go and you choose which plant do you want to grow because there's plants that are are really good for C- with CBD, you know, they generally you only produce CBD and there's the other ones that are THC. Right. And it's really fucked up to me to think that uh, there's drugs like opioids, any opioids are really fucked up, are way fucked up than everything else because they're so addictive, they do so much damage to your body. How these drugs are legal and something like weed isn't it, you know, and I get it because at the end of the day, you could, you could even choose, you could even force just to produce medical marijuana, which is the one that has, right. is really high in CBD. And not only that, but it is just like, in USA, there's this really interesting study, I got this from Netflix as well, from another of the TV shows, um, that says that whenever the supply of weed is available, yeah, heroin consumption drops like crazy. So okay. a bunch of the states that have legalized marijuana, they is, they're stopping having problems with heroin or any other opioids yeah because we people actually replace they rather do weed than they rather do heroin and all these things because it's legalized but at the same time i kind of i kind of figure out why too because like um obviously like the medical um positivities that associate themselves with um the consumption of weed yeah. is there it's now there yeah like there are a lot of medical researchers and like um things positive things that can come out of consumption of weed mm. and i think people are acknowledging it and like receiving good education mm. from it that's why and you know if you plant the good weed the one with cvd really high cvds you that's it's anti-cancerigenous as well you know yeah cvd prevents cancer you know but at the same time like i want to know your stance on this i yeah. asked london this too do you think drugs are evil or are you more on the fence about it because like we don't know exactly what are the medical implications of it too Drugs are not good or evil. It's what is good or evil is your relationship with them. Mm. Good, good, good way to put it. You see, because at the end of the day, morphine, 
which is what heroin causes, like what the 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 main chemical of the of the opioids, you know. Uh, you you sometimes may actually like be in so much pain that the only thing that will be able to like you know make you sleep at night will be morphine. And your relationship with it is different than someone that just abuses it to it every day just for the sake of it. Yep. The same goes with weed. You know, there's people that do a bunch of crazy things and what you guys were saying in the last podcast too about like the guy who grew Alice in Wonderland, you know? Yeah. They use them to as a tool to explore their creativity and shit, you know? It's so weird how London told me he was on LSD the whole time and he was able to write a freaking masterpiece in Alice in Wonderland. I know. And I'm pretty sure that this order he did not have use of it. Right. You know, he had a different relation. And that's the thing, man. It's just like everything can be good or toxic depending on your relationship with it. You know, you there's a threshold of your body. If you drink too much water all the time, you're going to get sick. If you eat too much fat all the time, you're going to get sick. If you abuse of something, it's bad for you. It's going to be bad for you. However, how good it could be. It's gonna be bad for you because abusing of something it just changes. It's just bad at the end of the day, you know. You're abusing, and then and and it comes to the question like, why are you abusing it? You know, what's the background of it? Because yeah, a bunch of people, a bunch of people say that it's because of the thrill or whatever the people do drugs. But the way I see it is that people who abuse drugs are the ones that are getting something out of drugs that they're not getting in their real life. Mm. You know, they're trying to replace because think it's, it's all about the time that you spend as well. So, for example, if you were to be a heroin addict, for example, right, you have to. Uh, I'm not really, not really profound, and not really. I don't really know what are the effects are of heroin, but mm-hmm. I know you, you you're gonna be done for like five hours, six hours, seven hours easily. You won't be able to do anything, right? It's tantalizing. Exactly. So what are you? What, what is it that is missing in your life during those ten hours that you could have not get? You know, yeah. that you're replacing, that you're trying to replace. And it really emphasizes the importance of getting help. Yep, it um, is. Can't stress this uh, enough. Like if you're experiencing those kind of things, please um, get some help. Talk to someone. Because um, you know, you never know whether or not it will have a detrimental effect on your long-term life. Yeah, that's right. Every life is valuable in this planet, and like we don't want to see any of it go go to waste. Go to waste. Yeah, essentially. And um, you know, at the end of the day, it's always uh, it's really important to realize who you're surrounding yourself with. Because again, a lot of people they drink alcohol. It's a social thing because a bunch of them drink alcohol. But however, put yourself in a situation where a bunch of your friends, they do meth. Yeah, see? surround yourself with good people. People who who also put your benefit mm. um, into perspective as yeah. well. Like people who really care about you. Exactly. And it's just not about, you know, again, it's not about not doing it or not. It's just what, why is it that you're doing it? What's, you know, what necessity? You know, you gotta always think that. Why, why am I doing this, you know? You always, is really important to, under, to understand that sometimes when you desire something, why is it that you desire it so much? And also I told London about this the, mm-hmm. in, in the previous episode as well. Like, it's important to receive education about it. Like, yes. you see, all of these countries, um, 
with their policies on drugs, I've been reading um, some articles on Vice. Mm-hmm. You know Vice, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know Vice. They they're really funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like they have a whole tab like on on just drugs. Yeah. Like it literally just said drugs. Um, so they have a couple of articles. One of them being like Portugal, Portugal decriminalizing all types of drugs. Hmm. And you also see countries like fucking Canada, Mexico, Costa Rica, Uruguay, Uruguay, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina. Um, not Colombia. Not not decriminalizing all drugs, yeah. legalizing some. Yeah, yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So like even the, the Netherlands, you know, you Netherlands, the yeah, Netherlands, Jamaica, really Jamaica, yeah. or, or a bunch of other places where a bunch of drugs are legal, and the the take that those countries have on drugs is completely different, you know. Yeah, and like. Um, it's really important for these countries to provide education for the people mm. about these types of drugs yeah. to avoid like you know all the detrimental effects that it might cause on the people too um, but at the same time for some countries like Australia drug consumption during times like this it could be very hard to monitor mm. yeah that's right because people are not going out you're not busting as many people in the street dude you know? it's all it's all because of boredom yeah like you you this virus puts us in a situation where we can't do we can't legit do anything at all and you see that that comes back to the point that if you're not able to do anything there's something missing in your life Exactly. You gotta replace it with something it's else. That, it's that type it's of vicious circle that affects yeah. you and your mental health and obviously your physical health if you consume a lot of it over a short period of time. And like this article on Vice by this guy called Joseph Liu, he said that more people are smoking weed as the pandemic drags on here in Australia. And like, not only in Australia, USA, man, they're making. Yeah, they're gonna vote. They're gonna. They have a this bill to legalize weed at the end. Of, weed at the end of the Business month. Business is booming because they're making so much money. Canada is making so much money out of it because they export weed as well to the to places where it's legal. You know, we're gonna touch on this 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 yeah. a bit later on because like I really want to get your your opinion on this too. Yeah, but basically, just looking locally, right in mm-hmm. Australia. Um, similarly to what you said about America earlier, dealers have never received that many orders before. Like, he said that um, one in eight people utilize marijuana, right? And mm-hmm. among those people, 57% of those who had recently consumed cannabis mm-hmm. has increased use since March, which was basically when stage three came in. Heat up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, as expected, boredom is the main reason behind it. Um, U.S., Netherlands are experiencing the same pattern too. Um, there's also another article by this guy called Gavin Butler, also on Vice, of mm-hmm. course. Of course. Saying that, you know, in Australia, it reached the highest cocaine usage rate in almost 20 years, along with a 10-year high in terms of usage of ecstasy, as well as other forms of drugs. That's counting from 2019 until, mm. until this moment in time. So, yeah, um... For those who, who, who don't know, um, and this is a really like thing that people say a lot, a lot of Australians say it as well, and I've heard it a lot, is how Melbourne yeah. is the capital of MDMA. Really? Yeah. Apparently, Melbournes, they go crazy for MDMA. You that's that's kind of interesting. And it's funny, again, because you can't go to clubs, you can't go to these things, you know? And MDMA is a really dangerous drug as well. 
you know, uh, MDMA can kill you while you're at a club because what it, the effects, the side effects of it is that it's gonna over, it, it, it raises your temperature and you can die from overheating when you're on MDMA. Shit. And a uh, bunch of people don't know this and, where, and MDMA is taking it a bunch of clubs with this where the atmosphere is really, really hot. You know? Mm. And again, Everyone, if, if they, if they, and then that's the thing, like, I guess, if weed consumption, if the demand of it is increasing, that means that the supply is increasing as well, right? Yeah. And again, it comes back to it. Whenever weed is available to people, they stop using other drugs. I guess it, 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 it um, just falls back to this problem of ethical Yeah. ethical problems yeah it is is it ethical drugs or non non-ethical mm. drugs um and like you know it also falls back to the idea of receiving education about different types of drugs mm. like in my opinion right um the government should do something about this like start looking into it and not um, only legal drugs but legal drugs as well because a bunch of people they don't know what they're taking they don't know what the doctor is giving them to them Exactly. Education about different types of prescribed medicine and illegal drugs out there. It's extremely essential within the society nowadays, especially when you're so exposed to it mm -hmm. via social media yeah. or when you're at um, social gatherings and parties and shit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just uh, really messed up as well, because, for example, uh, I, in my personal experience, I know of someone who has arthritis. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know that. This is. Arthritis, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, one of the drugs that is used to fight the arthritis to sort of shuts down your immune system because that's what arthritis is at the end of the day. Mm. Just, it's your immune system like hitting, in, hitting its, itself. Um, it's the drug that is used, it tends to increase blood pressure. Okay. Okay. And again, you have high, high pressure, high blood pressure. And then you go to the doctor and the doctor's gonna be, yo, you have high blood pressure. I'm gonna give you this other drug to control it. And this other drug, again, has another problem. You mm. see? And then people at the end of the day, when they're really messed up, they have all these things going on in their bodies, they're like, I don't know, I'm just taking my medicines, you know, I'm doing what the yeah. doctor is telling me. Yo, but you didn't realize that all of this shit that the doctor is giving you is, give, is making you this sick as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just like the fact that we need to find ways that, yeah, I'm gonna prescribe you this, but also to con you need, we need to find natural ways to, to fight against the side effects of a, a bunch of these drugs because yeah. they can really just, I see people who have to take five, six, six eight pills a day. That's what I'm saying. Because like, one, each pill is just fighting each other in your body. And that yeah. causes a lot of stress in your body as well. That's what I'm saying about it too. Like when you pour enough resources, enough research into mm. researching these things, like in depth, not only will you get the health benefit out of it too, but once the people understand it, it opens up new business opportunities yeah, too. It does. Like you said earlier, now that we're going to touch on this, because like, I feel like once um weed is basically or marijuana or cannabis in a in a scientific <laughs> um term cannabis. is legalized then you know you open up to so many fucking types of business opportunities farming right opening up um baking distribution centers yeah 
um, producing new um, medicinal products that you can actually sell on the market legally. Yeah. It and opens it- up new new jobs to people, you know? And that's why, like, you know, you need to, to, to research the positive benefits of these kind of like drugs. You know which are beneficial, you know which one are, um, you know, it can harm you. Mm-hmm. Isolate between each of them, focus on the good ones, yeah. and start developing it. And um, there's also something else that is really important to touch on is that, uh, you know that alcohol in US was banned for a while. There was an alcohol ban around in the 90s. Does is it? I can't is remember it? when it's it. I don't know if it's the 18th or the 19th. But I know there was a time where alcohol was banned in USA. It was illegal to buy alcohol in USA. Was that explained by the the 21 year old drinking rule? I don't I don't, I don't know if there's a, like any um, linkage between yeah. either events. But no, I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to go somewhere else with this. Right, right, that, right. Uh, when alcohol was banned. Of course, people, the same with drugs nowadays, they try to find ways to produce alcohol, to make it, and then to distribute it to people who wanted alcohol, mm-hmm, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you was really curious to see how back before you were able to buy things like beers, things like wine that are, have really low percentage of alcohol, yep. yeah? Yep. During the ban, all of those things, they disappeared. You could not buy wine, you could not buy beer, you couldn't buy anything. And the only thing that was out in the market, it was 50 to 60% bottles of whiskey. Okay. And it is, why? It's because dealers have to produce something that is just, like, if, if you're gonna produce something illegal, you might as well produce something that is really gonna mess you up, kind of thing. Mm. Because then you can charge more for it, for the people who are not, you know, who are willing to get it. And the people who get it, it's gonna be really expensive because it was gonna be illegal, right? Yeah. And they're gonna get way more messed up because the stuff that they're getting is way has high, way higher percent percentages of it. Gotcha. If you legalize some of this stuff, and when and again back when it became legalized, you know, fact companies and factories were able to sort of stabilize it, and you know have like we have the beers that are four percent alcohol, we have the beers that are eight percent alcohol, we have so many other options that are not that much high, like the concentrate of the su- of the substance is not as high as before. Yeah. And that was what happens with weed as well, is that when weed became legalized in a bunch of places, is that they realized that they, what they were selling has had around 20 or 30 plus percentage of the drug in it, of the right. THC in it. When it became legalized, dispensaries were able to produce 10%, 5%. You know, things that are way mellow and they're not going to mess you up as bad as the other ones. You see? Yeah. And it's just about knowing as well, what is it that you're drinking? What is it that you know? You know, because at the end of the day, all of these things do stuff in your body. You mm. know, that's why they're called drugs, because they change the chemical composition of your body during, during a period of time. And knowing what you're doing, Knowing what effects it's gonna give you, knowing what bad, good things you can get out of it, is the most important thing. And then government being there as well to help you realize these things, you know? To be able to, you know, that every time if you, if someone really wants to consume marijuana and has to go and get it illegally, it's gonna, she's gonna get like a really high concentrate product. Not just governments, or, dude, like education centers or schools, yeah. universities. I feel like it should be an integral part in the in the curriculum. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, kids no, nowadays just... need to be education uh, need to be educated sorry for it, you know and it's like a social thing you know it's like a it's like a social thing that we don't see in schools because in the schools they don't teach you a bunch of things that you need to know about society but you just don't get taught more, le- more or less like a one-off one-off class yeah like that teaches you everything that you need to know before you get into university and drugs is one of them yeah 100 percent. and pay taxes <laughs> Yeah, I'm paying taxes. And yeah. I guess uh, that's a good point to end yeah. this episode of our I podcast. I guess we just want to promote education. Yeah, promoting Whatever education. Whatever you want. Even if it is a sport, if it even is some kind of food, just educate yourself on knowing what you're doing because it's better to know than not to know. And it's very important for you to get some help if you want to recover from yeah. you know, alcohol or drug abuse as well. Like talk to someone, talk to... Um, help centers out there um, I'm pretty sure that there are like you know groups and stuff that yeah. you can sit down and discuss that um, issue with again at Haywire's podcast we do not condone mm. any use of um, drugs um, so please don't <laughs> so like, like if you're gonna do it do know what you're gonna do no nah, but you know like, obviously it's illegal so like don't do it but don't do it if you but, if you consume some legal form drugs like say alcohol or something be be responsible and understand your your dosage your limits Mm. um obviously you don't want to abuse it um as well yeah so like yeah just just keep that at the back of your head stay safe and uh yeah we'll we'll see you guys in the next time next episode (laughs) leon in vegas out out. That was that was pretty smooth. Mm. Except for the bit where you